today on City Cash Chicago. Snow is on the ground. More is coming. And that means somebody's got to move it. If it's in the street, the city's supposed to do it. If it's on the sidewalk, you got to do it. But that doesn't mean everyone does or can. There's a push right now to make the city clear all the snow. It's Monday, January 31st. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection and the Department of Transportation is reminding residents that business and homeowners are required by law to clear the public sidewalks adjacent to their property. By shoveling the snow and ice from sidewalks, you allow pedestrians of all ages and abilities to travel safely throughout Chicago's neighborhoods. Be a good neighbor and ensure you remove the snow and ice from your home or business. And call 311 to report an unshoveled sidewalk. Over here at CityCast Chicago, we were kind of wondering where did that ordinance come from? We put Simone Alise on the job because if anybody is interested in tracking down ordinances, it's Simone Aliseo. Uh Simone, what's up? How you feeling? I'm good, Jacoby. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm sure you're feeling good because regardless of what the ordinance is, you don't have to do any shoveling this winter season. So what is the current law for clearing snow from the sidewalks? Whoever is in charge of the building has to clear the sidewalk in front of the building. So generally that means property owners, homeowners or landlords, but it can also refer to tenants themselves. Tenants can have it in their lease. They might be responsible for clearing the sidewalks instead of the landlord. And then businesses as well also have to shovel the sidewalks and uh, salt if there's ice or anything like that. Well, how long has that been the case in Chicago? I went back into the municipal code over several years, you know, I looked it up and what it was, what was it in the 90s? And it was like, oh, it's the same thing. Okay, did this come in the 70s? I went back to the 30s. Then I was like, what's the oldest one you can give me right now? And 1873 was the oldest. In that law, it stated that owners and occupants of property uh, had to shovel a five foot wide clearance in the sidewalk, which is the same clearance that we have to shovel now. You mean 149 years. The one thing that has changed is uh, Chicagoans used to be able to take the weekends off. But in 2015, there was a big amendment which clarified, among other things, that yes, you have to do it seven days a week. And it extended the time. So we actually got more work in 2015 that we had to do in the winter. I wonder if the winter of 2014 had to do with it. Uh, it was the at the time, I believe, the third snowiest winter on record. And it sounds like older people kind of saw that, realized how bad maybe the city was during that snow. and was like, you know what? We need to put uh, put this on the on the residents a little bit more, the property owners a little bit more. Y'all got to get y'all ass out there on the weekend, too. <laughs> well, what's the penalty for failing to shovel the sidewalk? Because, I mean, when I go outside... You know, from one plot to the next, I could be smooth sailings to roller skating real quick. So it's it's a fine. The fine can be anywhere from $50 to $500. But generally, those fines are for repeat offenders. So these are people who've had several calls to 311 made about them. There is also a really big disconnect between the number of fines issued and the number of 311 calls the city gets 
for snow removal. The city is probably getting, you know, thousands of of calls about snow across the city, but we're only seeing a couple hundred, a few hundred fines every year. Who's responsible if I bust my ass on somebody's property because they failed to shovel their snow? You can't sue the property owner um, if you slip and fall on the ice outside of someone's property. That's a state law. If there is somebody who just is notorious in your neighborhood for not shoveling their snow, you know, what should you do? Well, the city's going to tell you to call 311. That's that's the thing to do when they're when you have the public right of way that's blocked. And the other thing you can do is you can contact your elder person. They might be able to to help you out and get those cleared. I grew up shoveling snow around the city of Chicago and my the buildings my dad managed at our um apartments and I hated it with a passion. I mean, it's hard to shovel snow when your hands are like freezing and you're sweating simultaneously. But at no point did I ever as like a nine or 10 year old go, the city of Chicago should be doing this. Most of the time growing up, people just complained about (laughs) how bad Chicago was at clearing the streets. So I don't even think we thought them taking on the responsibility of the sidewalk was an option. Yeah, but it is something that Chicagoans are thinking about. Better Street Chicago is a transit advocacy, mobility advocacy organization. And Michael Podgers, one of their organizers, is pushing what they're calling the Plow the Sidewalk campaign. And Jacoby, you talked to Podgers about that campaign. You grew up in Chicago on the Northwest side. What do you, what do you remember about having to shovel snow as a kid? God, I remember it always just being like a trial for my mom to like corral my siblings and I to get out and go and do the shoveling because it was a chore. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work to expect that the public is going to do this with their own labor, having to put their money into maintaining things like snowblowers, things like that. And there's a lot of people who probably don't get to it quickly because, you know, they're either older or they're disabled or they're out of town or whatever. Re- or, or, they, or you know, some mom can't get her three kids to get off their asses to go do it. And, and, and you know what? And then we see the results. You started to jump into it. What are the problems you really see with leaving sidewalk snow removal up to individual property owners who, like you said, they, they come in all shapes and sizes in so many different situations? It becomes very difficult to have a consistent plan for what snow clearance looks like. So a really good example is properties near crosswalks. People don't realize that you need to clear the crosswalk as well. But then you can go through and do a great job. You could do your due diligence, but then a plow will come through because there's no coordination and then just push snow into the crosswalk you just cleared. So even when we have this due diligence, it doesn't create an effective way of clearing snow. The other problem, it is an issue of equity and accessibility. Most people getting around in the city will probably be using a sidewalk at some point, whether it's just to get to the bus stop or a bike rack or down the street or even into a car. When sidewalks aren't effectively cleared of snow and ice, it literally can force people who can't ambulate through that snow and ice to stay home for days at a time. And we heard stories, especially last year with that really heavy snowfall in February, we heard from members of our community that are disabled that they couldn't leave. If we believe the sidewalk is an essential piece of infrastructure, and if we believe that mobility is a right and it's something everybody should be able to do comfortably and conveniently without a second thought, then we have to treat sidewalks with the same regard and the same level of investment and services that we treat roadways. Mm -hmm. Because if anything, sidewalks are even more essential than those. What is Better Streets Chicago pushing the city to do? How does Plow the Sidewalks uh, solve that problem? 
our goal is to have the city funding the necessary investment to make this happen in the next budget cycle. We do realize that uh, this may take some time. Like we realize that there is some operational questions that need to be figured out. Um, you know, things like, is it going to be, you know, a system that follows the street plows? Is it going to be a decentralized system? Which department works on, you know, which department takes control of this operations? But our goal ultimately is to see the funding put into place in the next budget cycle. We can scale a sidewalk snow plowing service to the scale of a city the size of Chicago. Our best example that we have found is Toronto and Montreal. Um, the two largest cities in Canada clear all of their sidewalks as part of a public snow clearance service in the winter. And notably about Toronto, the city is almost identical to Chicago in size, uh, whether it's you're looking at population density, land area, street network size, even its urban layout is really, really similar to Chicago. So we know it's possible to do this in a city like Chicago. It's a matter of can we marshal the resources? Can we marshal the political will to make Make it happen. I guess my one pushback to that is, you know, doing a street, you could just throw somebody in a plow and let them drive up and down the street. Are there sidewalk plows? Does that require more people to like put up cones? Does that require more people to be outside shoveling? So there are actually some suburban communities in Chicago that already do this as a service. Um, two uh, examples that we've seen come up a lot are Park Forest and Wilmette. And in at least in Wilmette, they just use bobcats, like little construction bobcats with a plow on the front. And they just zip down the sidewalk and they push all the snow away and it's done. It's taken care of. Uh, have you go done like a like a numerical breakdown? How many snow plows or, or bobcats would be needed from Rogers Park to South Deering all the way out to Austin? That is a good question. Um, we are currently working on starting to get a sense of what some of the operations will look like. You know, for example, if we look at Toronto, they use a mix of contractors and municipal employees, but their budget and their operations manuals that they have available to the public don't provide a lot of details. For example, like, does Toronto have 100 bobcats or do they only have 50, but then contract out the other 50? What we can ultimately say is we know we can scale it to a city of this size. And I think that would be really exciting for Chicago. I mean, those big salt and snow plows are not doing anything else the rest of the year. These bobcats could actually probably do a lot of other work and a lot of the other uh, machinery that we've looked at could potentially be used by different departments for different mm -hmm. projects throughout the year um, because they're dynamic little things. Say we we ultimately get the city to take responsibility for plowing the sidewalks. What's going to keep us from reading headlines that say Lincoln Park and Lakeview, 89 percent of their sidewalks are plowed, Inglewood, 20 percent, Roseland, 19 percent. How do we make sure that the entire city is being thought of in this plan? I, I think one of the things, and I, and this is going to be on us too, as as advocates and those who are organizing for this, it needs to be understood. This is universal service. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This is a service that has to be provided citywide, equitably across all communities, and it cannot be focused just on the wealthiest communities. Will that be easier in a decentralized model if the alder knows, hey, I know this is the team of our employees who are on it. It could mean... Um, 
you know, really focusing it on being like a jobs program. These are all really important questions that we still have yet to answer for this campaign. But it's one of the reasons why we're doing so much outreach and so much advocacy about it. But do you know why previous attempts to get the city to clear sidewalks, why have they failed? So uh, we don't know of a lot of attempts historically in Chicago specifically. I do think what we're seeing reflected here, though, is a long habit of people who aren't in cars aren't viewed in the same way as, you know, aren't viewed as constituents necessarily. Um, And I think there's a lot of historical reasons for that. You know, we know cities were underinvested in due to white flight. I think there is a lot of racism and classism to it. Same thing with why we don't see a lot of transit. It's just not seen as a constituency that really needs these services. Are you getting any support from city leaders on this effort so far? So we do have some aldermanic offices that have expressed interest and support in this program. We're probably not in a position to be uh, naming who yet. Um, We've done canvassing in a number of neighborhoods um, on the north side to get started. Those business owners in those areas that we canvassed so far, they're very, very into the idea. We know that it's generally a pretty popular idea with the public. We have over 3,000 signatures on our petition so far. At worst, we get an ambivalent response. At most, we get people who are like, hell yeah, let's make this happen yesterday. There's obviously a lot that doesn't work about making individuals responsible for clearing the snow. We talked about mobility and equity problems. But on the flip side, you also see these stories about how neighbors come together over shoveling snow. People have started organizations to help their community. Do you think there's there's something there worth preserving in Chicago's winter culture? Or is that all just like propaganda? Hell, I mean, that's kind of how this campaign got started. It started with one of the other Better Streets organizer and I getting sick of how it was in our community. We are both uptown and we were tired of seeing what it looked like. And we were tired that our neighbors couldn't that our neighbors couldn't get on the bus or get across this crosswalk. So we went and started shoveling. But then we realized this is a public service. We we applaud people who take on these efforts, but you know, that's putting a bandage on a structural problem, which is we don't maintain and don't build equity into how we manage and maintain our infrastructure and our infrastructure services and our mobility services. Wouldn't it be easier to be good community members by being able to walk safely to your local cafe or your local lunch spot and and being able to actually spend time and hang with people in a comfortable, safe, accessible, equitable way? Like that's that's what we're getting at. Yeah. I feel like the the neighborhood uh hustle key is gonna be honest. I'm like, they're not gonna pay us 15 bucks if they know the city's coming. <laughs> Come on, Mike yeah, my, and Jacoby. Admit, my, mom, my mom was real sad because she loves her snowblower. And she was real sad <laughs> when I was like, this is what I'm doing lately. But you know what? At the end of the day, though, like it's yeah. it's not her job. And she should be able to stay in bed and enjoy. And you know what? If she wants to go and do everybody's, you know, alleys or whatever, or the driveways, she can go do yeah, it. She, yeah. she want to beat the city to it, man. Power to your mom. Join, join the crew. <laughs> Michael Podgers is an organizer with Better Street Chicago. Thank you for joining us on CityCast. Thank you so much, Jacoby. It was great. All right, let's plow them sidewalks. Now, we just spent all that time talking about shoveling, so you know we got to talk about dibs. Or the act of shoveling the snow out of a parking spot, getting your car out, and then leaving some random assortment of items there to claim the spot as your own. Now, regardless of how sick you are to conversation, everyone still seems to have an opinion when you ask how they feel about it. Hi, my name is Jonathan. My family and I live in Roscoe Village. I'm a born and raised Chicagoan. 
my take on dibs is I've never done it, but I respect it. If someone worked their ass off to shovel out a spot and they feel so strongly about it that they want to save it, then I say go for it. You never know what's going on in somebody else's home. I got a much bigger problem with a person moving somebody else's dibs. That's just bad juju, and you're really asking for your car to get keyed, or even worse. We got this tweet. Lifelong Chicagoan, if we got six inches or above, dibs are fine until most of it melts. If you move someone's shit, you deserve to get your shit busted or your ass beat. And here's what Tonya Hill from the tribe said about dibs. I'm for dibs. I get it. So I spent a lot of time shoveling out of space and I, you know, put some old, really bad looking table chairs there or whatever. And somebody moved them. And luckily I caught the perpetrator, you know, and we we talked. <laughs> Christopher emailed us and said he lived in Buffalo for almost a decade and dibs were nowhere near as ubiquitous as it is here. In his own words, I'm nearing the end of my second decade in Chicago and I still don't get it. Michael took it a step further and said, dibs are for unneighborly, selfish children. Matt Harvey from the tribe is anti-dibs, but a little nicer than Mike. When I go out there and I'm shoveling snow out to, to clear out a spot, I try to intentionally like, you know, shovel or actually like, you know, cause like, if I'm gonna shovel this snow, I'm gonna shovel out the way, not into somebody else's way or something like that. If your block was filled with cars and there was a spot, but there were some lawn gnomes. You gonna leave the lawn gnomes or you gonna move them? How far did your anti-dibs go? See, like, I don't I don't try to get disrespectful to people, you feel me? And if you're wondering how I feel about dibs, well, I probably most closely align with my boy Matt. Like, I'm not gonna put nothing down in the spot, but if I see your shit there, I'ma just side eye and keep it pushing. Like, if you worked hard to put it down there, do you. If you ever want to talk to us, email us at Chicago at CityCast.fm or you can tweet us at CityCast Chicago. Or you can call or text us at 773-780-0246. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Today is the last day to apply for the city's Department of Family and Support Services Rental Assistance Program. The deadline is 1159 tonight. The Chicago Fire are still on the hunt for a new location for their $90 million facility and eyeing the former site of the ABLA homes on the near west side. That land is currently owned by the Chicago Housing Authority. And some good news to get you through. Chicago's Department of Cultural Affairs and Special Events has designated 2022 the Year of Chicago Dance. Uh, here at CityCast Chicago, we already did our part with our episode last week dedicated to the Chicago-born dance style, Steppin'. Go back and listen. You can even watch a little video of Samoa Alisea and myself taking a little lesson. Remember, Wednesday is the last day to vote us the best podcast and best newsletter in the Chicago Reader Best of 2021 poll. For more Chicago stories, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. And we out this busy.